Hey guys, Matt Donald here. Just let you know once again that I now have a Patreon. I mean, now. I say now. It's been a while. But, you know, I'm just like, I like to let people know. Uh, at patreon.com slash matthewdonald. There you can find bonus content for both the Ritwit and Paleobites, my two podcasts. Although I'm a bit slacking on Ritwit content. I need to post some more stuff there. But there's plenty of Paleobite stuff, at least. And that's the show you're hearing this in front of. So that's what matters. But there's plenty of bonus content in general. For Paleobites, we look at different pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. And this month, we're talking about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the fifth installment of the Jurassic Park series and the second installment of the new Jurassic World trilogy. That's good stuff. Also, my uh, nephew, my 10-year-old nephew, is the co-host. So that's pretty cute, right? He's nice. He's a good co-host. And also, that movie, like a lot of people hate it. I love it. I think it's great stuff. Link to the Patreon is in the description. Thank you for your support, and have a wonderful rest of your day. I can't sing. I can't even hold a note. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleo Bites, the podcast that has as much sheer, volcanic, fiery energy as the late Jurassic. That is to say, hardly any. Volcanoes aren't as prominent in prehistoric times as the movie show, guys. <laughs> My name's Matthew Donald, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by, uh... Uh... By my lead person, my best friend in improv class, as you can see, we're both very good at it. Oh, yeah, top notch. <laughs> Lawrence Mack! <laughs> yes, yes, uh... Um, yeah, those bacon bits. I don't know. <laughs> See, we're so good at our improv. I know. Seven years of improv school is all led to this. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. It should have been like one year of improv class, and it would have been good. <laughs> yeah, but with seven, we're masters. Exactly. Or <laughs> so we're told by significant others and people who... By my mother. Want us out of the house. <laughs> well, it's like, oh, you're so good in improv classes, you should move out and make a career out of it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, here we go, I guess. Well, what kind of people have made careers out of improv? Um, comedians? Well, yeah, but they write all their stuff beforehand. Some certain comedians? <laughs> that one guy who's always on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, yeah, yes, that's true. See, that's our next gig. Whose line is it anyway? Okay. And so you guys are getting all this content for free with having to pay for cable to see whose line is it anyway. Right. Where we have to see would... us in the near future. Okay, here's a question. If you if you had to bring a dinosaur to a comet <laughs> to a stand up comedy thing, which one? <laughs> and why? I don't know why I asked that. Uh what? uh <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an answer. I want a Brachiosaurus. One, because we're talking about that this episode. But two, that yeah. way I could do my episode, my, my stand-up comedy, way up there on the top of its head and just shout. No, 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 no. <laughs> just shout. <laughs> oh, how about that airline food? <laughs> <laughs> hey, the weather up here is kind of cold. <laughs> Speaking of cold weather, I went out with my grandma. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Who would I want to take? Ah, <laughs> yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, oh my gosh, we just saw this in one of those videos. Uh, mm, was it what? Describe it. It's one of the spits, uh, spits of people. Oh, Dilophosaurus spits with people. Wait. Spits with you. 
Oh, wait, they didn't actually spit. I don't like that Jurassic Park description. Yeah. What, which that one are you talking about? Didn't. Yeah, that one. The Dilophosaurus? Yeah, Dilophosaurus. It didn't spit. It didn't spit at people? I mean, it did in the movie, but not in real oh, life. Yeah. It didn't? Nope. Ah. It had no frill. It had no spit. It had the, yeah. it had the cr- head crests. Yeah. But it didn't have the like big frill thing. So what did it do? Just killed things with its claws. It was a lot bigger than that one too. So, ah. I'll show you a, uh, I'll show you um, a clip of when dinosaurs roamed America because yeah. it has a real Dilophosaurus, and you can see just how cool the real creature actually was. Let's just go south, to rate it lower because that's less cool. Spitting like tar in people's faces. Nope, didn't do that. Can I, can I ask for the Jurassic Park version to go with me? So Fine, why really not? Bad? <laughs> why not? You can spit oil at him. <laughs> so how would that help your stand-up special? Your stand-up comedy thing? Well, he'd be pretty slick. <laughs> and then if it's not, we can light him on fire. Yeah, I guess it's true. <laughs> is that, isn't that stuff flammable? It looks like oil, I guess, kind of. I was say it looked like it in the movie. It probably was. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of Brachiosaurus, like I mentioned earlier, uh, <laughs> well, speaking based on that wonderful segue, guess what dinosaur we're talking about today? Right, yeah. Guess which one? But, uh, uh,. Um, it's difficult, I know. Uh, Stegomolopterus. Stegomolopterus. Damn! First shot, you got it. Ah, yeah, I knew uh, it. <laughs> actually, we're talking about Brachiosaurus, <laughs> which means arm lizard. Arm lizard? Yeah, it's because it has those long front limbs. I was gonna say, is it because its neck looks like an extra arm? Yeah, it's got three arms. Three arms and a head on the end of one of its arms. Well, what, do you, what do you call the feet? The front feet? Those are not heads. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Oh, it's like the head is like a little fist. They have, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Since since they're not like closed fists, yeah. they can't hold a brain inside the fist, and therefore they're not real heads. They're like fake skulls. Yeah, that they use for walking on. So you come here for the science. <laughs> science. <listeners. laughs> this is a serious paleontological discussion here. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, the yeah. type of dinosaur it is is a brachiosaurid sauropod. Uh, obviously, uh, a family of long-necked dinosaurs that included its former synonyms Giraffa-Titan and Lusotitan, which I'll get to, as well as a much smaller Europasaurus. 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 Uh, was that like Europa, the Africa. Jupiter's moon? It's, oh, it's a Ju- nice. space dinosaur. You're my favorite moon from Jupiter. Well, my favorite moon overall is, uh, this is Castio. Is Castiopeia? Wait, Vulcan's not a moon. I was about to say that. <laughs> Pandora's my favorite moon. Endor's her favorite moon? Oh, no. okay. Pandora from Avatar. Remember Do we know that Endor is a moon? Well, the forest moon of Endor. I was going to say. Yeah, does Pan- it mean that the moon is a forest? Or. The, the forest, forest is a moon? moon. Oh, no, that's. Never mind. It's that's a moon Star- that they land on. We just don't know if the moon is called Endor or if the I planet itself. I actually is said Endor. Pandora, which is the one on Avatar. From Avatar. Yeah, okay, yeah. And that is a moon because it's orbiting that big blue Jupiter planet, so. Yeah. So. That's a cool, that's a cool moon. Yeah. It has anti-gravity spaces. Yeah. 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 Sort of Some like Brachiosaurus. type things, yeah. Yeah, that's all, that's why Brachiosaurus could get so big, because it had anti-gravity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had to, well, it had to get that big for its head to be able to reach all the plants growing out of the ceiling. Oh, of course. Science. <laughs> so how Science. big Brachiosaurus could get? It was fifty-nine to sixty-nine feet, slash eighteen to twenty-one meters long. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I thought I had four feet. 
<laughs> all, like, the times five. all the times we could have made that joke in this <laughs> podcast so far, we choose now. <laughs> I, I was waiting until the opportune moment. Well, well, you nailed it. That's what improv is for. <laughs> 30 to 65 tons, that's just a wide range, because it's hard to tell exactly how much things weigh. It's all an estimate, you know. Uh, yeah, I had a... I was not sure how much uh, weight was in that big, long neck. It also depends on how many necklaces to put on each day. <laughs> yeah, necklaces add a lot. Yeah. Ball and chain, am I right? Right. Just got married, huh? <laughs> Diet herbivore. Time, late Jurassic, 154 to 153 million years ago. So only one million years. That beaver we talked about last time lived longer than this thing. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's really for such a classic dinosaur. Yeah. I know. It's kind of weird. Well, you know, it's like it's all show, no no functionality. Like, it's impractical, I guess, is what happened. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. The way that its neck, like, stands more upright than those of the other sauropods and such. Right. I guess it's true. It always looks like, I know it's like movie depictions and whatnot, but it always felt like its neck was stiffer. Yeah. Well, all the long-necked dinosaurs had stiff necks. Like, none of them had, like... Some of the older movies show them with, like, snake-like slithery necks. That's not true. No, they were all very stiff. Kind of like giraffe necks. Yeah, no, I know. Maybe it's a little little more flexible than giraffe necks. More so. Yeah. I don't don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I know it's because those arms are so long that it couldn't really, like, lower its head too much. Although, of course, it had to eventually if it wanted to get a drink of water. That's why they died out. They couldn't get any water. (laughs) For a million years, they made it without a single drop of water. Boom. And then they were like, wait. Well, they're actually the first ones to be able to drink the rain. So, that's true. They could just yeah. they could just go to a cloud and go ah. ah. You just walk through a cloud. <laughs> but then suddenly there's a dry season. They're like, oh, yeah. shh. Those <laughs> damn brachiosaurs. Well, well <laughs> drank all our rainy well, season. <laughs> well, I was saying eventually they drank it so dry that the uh, that that's why they went extinct because they're like, oh wait, there's no more clouds left. We're not totally not adapted for this. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So thirsty. Come on down, Cumulonimbus. Come see me. Science! Science! Alright, it was it was in North America. A lot of people used to think it was in Africa as well, but we'll get to why it wasn't. Like, it used to be like North America, Africa is where Brachiosaurus was discovered, but we'll get to why it wasn't just in North, it was just North America. Described in 1903, uh, pop culture appearances, well, most famously Jurassic Park, where it was the first dinosaur shown in the franchise. And also, you know, the one that yep. died and got eaten by the volcano. <laughs> we don't talk about that here. It got eaten. It done got goofed, man. That was so sad. Uh, did you see that? I, I was laughing dir- my ass off. No, it was really sad. I think the directors even said that it was the same one that we saw, that Sam Neill Yeah, I know. Saw. That, see, that part I think is a little cheesy. Like, you don't need that forced connection to, for it to be sad. That just seems too convenient for me. Yeah, I mean it's the same T Rex that they had. Yeah, that I don't know, makes so, more. I mean, they long yeah, it makes time. more sense. But there's only like one T Rex. So does there need to be a lot of? There's a lot of Brachiosaurus. Uh, that's true. That's true. Well, I guess there is more. I know there's so more than one T Rex in the later movies, anyways. But um, easily knew about yeah, only ever babies. the one. Yeah, there's easily knew about was only ever the one. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, no, I'm not. Don't mean to downplay that. That was really sad. But yeah. uh, I was also in Disney's Dinosaur. Uh, Baleen was their oh, character. Baleen, yeah. yeah. She was the, the brachiosaurus. Old, the elderly one. She yes. Was, I think she was my favorite. Yeah. And uh, briefly, it was in Walking with Dinosaurs. <clears throat> Very briefly. Just to show. Just as briefly as how long it lived in the prehistoric record. Yeah. That's a, that's a better 
joke that I was going to make, I was going to say it's about as brief as my underwear, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why did that one get more laughs? Improv. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Brachiosaurus. Ah, Brachiosaurus, take off your sunglasses and stare in awe. For when you see one of these, you just point at it from below and just say breathlessly, it's... It's a dinosaur. They do exist. <laughs> you did it. You crazy son of a bitch. You did it. What is it? The lines from yeah. Jurassic Park. Like, uh-huh. when you want a famously gargantuan dinosaur and a Pasaurus just isn't big enough to cut it, Brachiosaurus is your best bet. With its long front limbs, which it gets its name, pounding the ground and shaking the earth with each step. Apparently, it chews like a cow. Yeah. <laughs> from clouds. From clouds, yeah. Because of those large front limbs and relatively short hind limbs, though, it probably couldn't raise up to one's hind limbs like it does in that famous scene in Jurassic Park. Um, you know, unlike other long-necked dinosaurs and other families. Yeah. Although, not like it needed to, though, as its neck could be raised much more vertically than some other long-necked dinosaurs. Uh-huh. Meaning it could reach the tall leaves of trees and, as we mentioned earlier, the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's where it got its strings from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the neck, head, and vertebra had large air sacs that were connected directly to the lungs, which greatly reduced the overall density of the body and allowed the, such an immense animal to still move and function. Of course, it helped when it had anti... What did we say it was anti-gravity? It had? Anti-gravity, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, 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 yeah, because yeah. uh, that would help. So it's, even though it has the air sacs, it can obviously walk around a little bit easier. Yeah. yeah. Not sac- as much weight going around. See, see, you thought we were joking with the anti-gravity yeah. thing. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Dinosaurs were smart enough to make their own anti-grav units. And, yep. uh, Which means, based on Star Trek rules, that... Wait, no, they don't have warp drive yet, so we can't. We, they yeah, still can't. Yeah, warp drive. They could They're... have the most advanced teleportation technology, but as long as they don't have warp drive, <laughs> they're too primitive for us. <laughs> Get ya. So, funnily enough, most of the depictions of Brachiosaurus in popular culture are based off its more... Its African relative, Giraffe Titan, in which we have much more complete skeletons. Giraffe-a-Titan. Giraffe-a-Titan was initially described as another species of Brachiosaurus when it was first described in 1914, and that's why you think, like, oh, Brachiosaurus lived in both North America and Africa. But, so, yeah. So what was the, was there a difference between them? Okay, so originally it was considered okay. a different species of Brachiosaurus. Like, Brachiosaurus, like, the normal Brachiosaurus species, I think, is Altothorax. Giraffe-a-Titan, Brachiosaurus is like Brachiosaurus something else, I forgot what it was. But nearly a full century later, in 2009, after some more studies, like showing the, like a shorter tail and different nose bones, uh, it was reassigned to its own species because they, they realized that there was distinctive enough to be its own species. So now that species of Brachiosaurus just became Giraffe Titan. So you're telling me that if I broke somebody's nose and broke their tailbone, in the distant future, they would think that that's a different humanoid species than uh yeah yeah okay okay okay. well well, yeah and also if you magically made it shorter and different well i mean you know if you just pushed in a little bit oh yeah that's true yeah yeah really fool paleontologists of future right (laughs) as we should really do just start like digging up grave sites and altering the bones like shaving them down or look we we joke cutting them in half but one thing i actually i think i've said this before and i'm actually totally serious when I die, I would love to be artificially fossilized. Is that a thing people could do? I'm going to make it a thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, when I'm like in my 70s and I'm nearing death's edge, uh-huh. I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm going to be like, we're going to make this work. We know how to scientifically make things fossilized. I want you to artificially make it work for me. <laughs> Just say nearing 70? When I'm in my 70s. In maybe 70s. 80s. You, uh, you know, by that point... 
by that point, medicine will be so far advanced, I'll probably be like 120s, and then I'll be like... Yeah. Well, you think, what, the first person to reach 150 has already been born already, right? I've heard the first person to reach 1,000 has already been born, because once you get to medicine to reach to 150, by that point, you have even further future, further life-expanding technology. And then so as you keep living, you keep living to see the advancements to make it go further and further and further and further until eventually there's a thousand years. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe but, I can live long enough to board the Enterprise and visit Vulcan for myself. What's star date? When's first series start? Star date uh, 20? Enterprise? Yeah. Oh, they don't have star dates in Enterprise. The first... Okay, what about okay, what the original series? What's that star date? Uh, twenty three something. Right. Plenty of yeah. that's not but that think, far. You can make Kirk's it. Born in twenty three sixty nine, I believe. Okay, yeah, you can make it then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's well into that. <laughs> but yeah, so no, for, no joke. I would like to be artificially fossilized. I don't know why. I just think it'd be cool. That would be pretty and, cool. Also, that means that I'd probably be the last evidence of humanity once we inevitably all die and our bones are displayed in alien museums. <laughs> right. They yep. can look at my skeleton and be like, this was it. <laughs> After the nuclear apocalypse, all the aliens are going to come by and be like, they'll uh, exchange all their bets as, you know, they're betting on whether or not we survive or nuke everyone to death. And well, nuke to take death our one. bones for trophies. Yep. It was Brachiosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about what again? <laughs> so the skull Brachiosaurus is quite distinctive, with nostrils at the top of its head rather than at the end of its snout, which it used to sneeze on some kids in another famous scene from Jurassic Park. You know? Yeah. Yep. It also helps uh, for when you know somebody farts, it dissipates more by the time it gets up to the, you know that whatever that like foot that it would be. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get what you're talking about. Here. That was a bit of a stretch. We can erase that one. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it in. You're gonna live in shame for that one. Now, I'm gonna live in shame for a lot more. This than is that. improv class. We're good. At, we're master improvists. Remember exactly. So we got. If gotta... you don't understand, you got to go to improv school, and then you'll understand. Right. <laughs> but so actually, that scene in Jurassic Park, though, it greatly exaggerates the size of the head, like showing it about as tall and wide as the humans on the tree. In actuality, the skull is only about 28 inches uh, long, 22 inches. Uh, wide and well, high twenty-two inches high and fourteen inches wide, so not nearly as long as like as big as that. Just kind of exaggerated. I got stuff yeah. like that, along with like the oversized raptors and the tiny frilled Dilophosaurus that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> that really makes me laugh at the hardcore Jurassic Park purists. They're like, the new Jurassic World movies depict the dinosaurs so unrealistically. In Jurassic Park, they were depicted as accurately as possible from the knowledge of the time. Like, no, they've always been unrealistically depicted for movie one. But they're movies, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. So. Right. As long as it makes money, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism. Capitalism, yes. Take that, Jurassic Park purists. <laughs> Besides, they had to make it the head bigger to make us think that it had more brains. I don't know where I was going with that. I, was like, I, just said, I thought you were going to say you had to make it bigger so that there could be enough mucus to completely cover the kid when it sneezed. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good one. Yeah. yeah. Come on, you're a master in prophecy. I know. I'm slipping today. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to school. Oh, I know what it was. Okay. They wanted it to have a big brain. Because you know what they say about big brains? Big dams? Big dams. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. For for that reference, listen to our Castroides episode. I was just going to say, I hope that one comes out before this one. (laughs) I'll try. I like to try and get them all to align 
Yeah, the, well, but we'll, we'll see. Sometimes it doesn't work. We'll see. Right. It might be even better if this one comes out first. Then it'll <laughs> seem be like, like to the listeners to be improv something from the future. Oh, wow. What really blows some minds? I just, we planned this joke so far in advance. Right? We know what we're doing. We script every one of these episodes down to the letter. Wait, no, we don't script. We're improvists. I was wrong. No! Uh, no. <laughs> We've been what? cut. We script our improv? <laughs> that's, not, that's not how it works. <laughs> you improvise. <laughs> Anyways, some people theorize that the unusual nostril placement of Brachiosaurus is indicative, indicative of a possible trunk. One that went down a foot oh. or two from the head, and it could have helped with browsing. Like, there's no evidence for such a trunk, but there wouldn't be any evidence anyways. Trunks are yeah. skin and muscle, and therefore don't fossilize except under incredibly rare circumstances. So sometimes people like to draw a brachiosaurus with a trunk just to show that there could be more to dinosaurs' appearance than what the bones tell us. You know, kind of like the yeah. bones of modern animals rarely show all the distinctive features of the living animal. Interesting. Like, who's to say what they really looked like? They all had trunks. Every single dinosaur. Every single one. Every single one. Mammoths didn't. That was the one that didn't. Mammoths exactly, were dinosaurs. Yeah. But... We know they didn't, obviously, because we've seen them frozen in ice with, like, human-like-shaped noses. <laughs> That's so disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Try to picture that. That's bad. Uh, I apologize. Listeners, send that in. Listen, send... <laughs> I've never seen the uh, drawing with the brachiosaur with the trunk, though. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's just a, th- just a theory some people have, yeah. just to be like... It's more, not really more of a theory. I guess it's more like a, a theory implies there's evidence. It's a hypothesis, I guess, tech, from a technical term. For using the scientific method? Yeah. Because we're a scientific podcast, obviously. It's very serious. We've got to make sure we, isn't it? We've, we personally observe brachiosaurus drinking water from clouds. Yeah. <laughs> and see, the, the trunks even help because, you know, the trunk could go up. And drink from the even higher clouds. Yeah. Like I said, um, it was only like a foot or two long. Yeah, that, could, that's a, yeah, that makes mean, all the it, difference. That, that's what helped extend them from living 800,000 years to a million years. Oh, yeah. Just that one trunk. You never know what yep. it can do it. Exactly. For the want of a nail, you know? <laughs> all right. So now we're at everyone's favorite part of the show. We're right at the ammo. One out of 65 million. Uh, for any reason we like. Um, <laughs> I like this one. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. I like Brachiosaurus. I think they're, you know, I know they're a classic. I didn't realize they only lived a million years, but I, I think they're oh, a classic. I'm so popular. Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, no, they're popular, they're classic. It's, it's always been no, my I'm saying I pop, I'm popular. That's why my phone went off. Oh, uh, yeah, you are popular. Anyway, but yeah, yes, it is also popular, yes. We're, we're, we're lucky to be able to have you in the studio today as a, a guest on You're lucky. Show. This is my show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky to have you, man. Actually, no, I'm not that lucky. No, yeah, lucky yeah no, if, you're, if you were lucky, you'd have a better improvist. <laughs> One who went to improv for eight years. Oh, wow. Can yeah. you imagine such a thing? That, that's, that eighth year really cranks up the price for guest, uh, guest appearances. <laughs> I'm going to write Brachiosaurus... 60, 60, you know what? Perfect score, 65 million. Did nothing wrong. It only, yep. Yes, it lived very short, but I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know, it's quality over quantity. Yeah. They had a quality life, had a quality existence, and that's really all we can ask. You know, it did a good job. I mean, I know that's not yeah. how evolution works. Like, usually if it had a quality life, it means it lived a long time. You've heard of the shark hypotis? No. Uh, it's one of the longest genuses of all time. Yeah. The shark hypotis dates all the way from the Permian to the Cretaceous. Wow. 
unchanged because it's perfect. Wow. It eventually did die, though. Right, yeah. But <laughs> obviously, it's that perfect. That's the anti Brachiosaurus. Is the anti Brachiosaurus. Yeah. I think I'll agree, though. I think I'll give it a 65 million. Yeah, screw yeah. what evolution yeah. thinks. We think I, it's cool. I do feel like if I had seen a picture of a Brachiosaurus with a trunk, it might go down, because I think that might look <gasps> a little ridiculous. You trunkist. <laughs> trunkist, I know, I'm a trunkist. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. It depends. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, picturing it as it is, you know, long necks are, are definitely a thing. They're pretty sexy. Yep. It's just perfect. Long swan-like neck. Yeah, it is perfect. All right, well, that's it for this week. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the show and ask us, you know, what the hell are we doing for most of this stuff? Yep. You can talk. Yeah, to, if, you can contact us. At if you Ma- want improv lessons. Um, yeah, ask your... That, who was it that was... Oh, I don't even remember who we were talking about. Who has been there for eight years. Was it your friend? Was it my friend? Who was it? No, it was the person that you wanted to hire, but they cost too much. Oh, that's right. <laughs> if you want improv lessons, ask him. But if you want questions yeah. about the show or about dinosaurs or suggestions, <laughs> contact us at mattd at mathedoncreator.com. You can find me on social media at mathedoncreator on Facebook, at mathedon64 on Twitter, and mathedon64 on Instagram. Uh, if you're interested in writing, you should listen to my podcast, The Retwit, where two twits, me and Matt David, talk about writing, 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 that kind of thing. That's the joke we use. It's about <laughs> as good as any of our jokes here. <laughs> Well, obviously, that was uh, created that name in what, your third third year of improv. So I mean, could have been a little bit better. Could have been a little better, but could have been uh, way worse. Oh, it could have been. Yeah, if it was in your first year of improv, Ugh. probably could have said you know something about writing or something. You know how people talk about like when they're really good, they fill stadiums. I emptied stadiums <laughs> in my first year of improv. That that is a proud moment for for uh, improvists. Yeah. <laughs> Watch us as an actual term for an improv person that's not improvist. <laughs> that we're just missing the whole time here. But Poor. If, what? Poor. In poor what? Poor. I don't get so the it. the term for an improvist? Poor. Oh, you mean like the term uh, Why did that take me so long? I don't know. I'm done. <laughs> Gotta go back to school. <laughs> if you, you want to read, for some reason you want to read a book from this dumb person. You can find my book series on Amazon called Megazoic. <laughs> Available for print and Kindle. Please check it out. I'm smart. <laughs> you know what words mean. <laughs> well, that's it for this week. As we say at the end of every episode, <laughs> all over some children. We always think they sound like whales. <laughs> Drink a cloud. Oh, I'm going to drink a cloud. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs>